This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Always Wolves Squadcast. I'm Dazzling Dave and today again joined with Manny King, Wolves Girl and our special guest journalist Tim Nash from the Wolves Bite. In this episode we give our thoughts on the Molyneux redevelopment and we also ask Tim what is exactly is it like to be a journalist on Transfer Deadline Day? Just before we get on to that, we'd like to say a massive thank you to every one of you that have joined the squad and listened to either the pilots or the launch episode. We've had some amazing feedback and we're very grateful. We'll continue to try and develop this podcast and make it really interesting and informative for you. If you've got any ideas and suggestions, please get in. In fact, only today we've had an email saying that we've actually charted, would you believe it, number 43 in the UK football podcast charts. Amazing. So let's talk the Molyneux redevelopment. It's been, um, obviously, they've been talking about, we saw at the end of season awards, the big vision for the 50,000-seater stadium, which is fantastic. Um, obviously, each summer it's kind of got put back, and then we've kind of heard recently that they're kind of looking at filling in the, uh, the corners and maybe taking a step back from the full stadium redevelopment. Have you got any thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's um... I think it's it's it's, it's interesting in that um, they they seem to to have withdrawn certainly in the, in, the, in the very short term the uh, the scale of the of, of the project and um, as we were saying before I I, I do wonder whether um, Foson as an investment group um, you know they're going to be looking at the at the, the balance sheets and the bottom line as to you know what the impact of of um, uh, not having you know, quarter of the capacity for um, several months, which is what what would be left with, I think, if the yeah. stable stand was was raised to the ground. Um, a reduction when they've got ten thousand on the waiting list as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I, I kind of I do understand the um, the thinking, and, and it's it's a very complex project because Wolves can't do what ultimately Foson 
uh, want, uh, certainly in the, in, in the short term. I mean, for them, ideally, there would be space to build hotels as well. Well, as, as big a complex as Molyneux is, it's difficult to see where they could fit a hotel mm. on, and, and the um, what they used to call the you know the Molyneux Triangle. Um, but I just think it's it's quite interesting that um, the focus uh, or the current difficulties all surround the Steeple Stand because um, when the first when, when the stand was first built and it was actually christened the Molyneux Stand it was known as the Molyneux Stand right. mm. yeah uh, for about three or four years yeah. before it was called the, the John, John Island, Island. Got renamed, it's Derek yeah. Dugan who yeah. named it after John Island I think in 1983 or 84 um, and uh, it was um, known as the you know Marshall's Folly you know because the, the Harry Marshall the, the chairman and it, he wasn't to foresee he, he, the had pictures, the, right? he had the vision to build an all-seater Molyneux, but he wasn't to foresee the uh, the, um, the recession that, that came in the early 80s and the, and the vast increases in interest rates, you know, so that rocketed to about 15%, which crippled Wolves you know, in, in the end. Um, so it's almost as if that stand is, is uh, you could argue it's been, it's, it's been a, it's a been jinx a, to, yeah. to, to Wolves, and, and, and it was, it's like breaking it a was a symbol of their, their, their Decline, you know, steep, steep, steep decline in the. Uh, There's those famous pictures when it was, it was like the, a ghost it was, town. Yeah, like it was just the, the, stand only, the only stand that was open, along with the, uh, the South Bank. It was, it was forty yards from the pitch. It's still, uh, I think, eighteen feet from the. Sorry, eighty feet from the uh, from the pitch. Um, and you know there are there are problems with it. You know it's uh, with the queuing outside. No, Getting um, horrendous. Yeah. It's, it's really horrendous now. And the inside the, of it, uh, the, the gangways, you know, are, are not particularly wide. Um, I, I've read about the, the configuration. I think it's difficult to see how they could get more seats in it because the leg room is hard to isn't. isn't, isn't uh, I'm always um, uh, hitting the back of somebody's head with yeah. my yeah. knees. Yeah, in that in that so stand. I'm, yeah. I can see the logic of another temporary stand, which has been mentioned in uh, between, between the, the south bank and, and, and the steeple stand, because you've got a natural bank as you have mm, on, on the other side. side. Although I'm not sure with the screen, you'd have to probably take the screen. I think out, that you would have, have to take, take the screen out, um, and hang it from uh, the ceiling or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but that would make sense to get more fans in, in the uh, you know in, in, in the short term. Um, but for many years, I know that the university used to rent the office space in the uh, the back of the steeple stand, um, and so there's there's issues there with. with there's a, probably that. red tape involved, you know, more yeah. than. I do tape, think the council think. are very supportive of. Well, yeah. that the council want to keep it's, it's them close to the, the yeah, city yeah, centre. Um, you know, there's a, there's a huge amount of support for Wolves to stay at, at Molyneux. Because uh, the easy I'm thing sure to do, wouldn't it be to, you know, to move it to the I-54 and then site, build there? Yeah. I have got something to throw out there, which is left field, which I don't know whether anyone has ever thought about this. Just because obviously we want to keep Molyneux close to the city centre. Mm. There's a massive big, big space on West Park. Why can't they move it there? I guess because it's... Cause it's Designated park spaces. Oh, no, no. Well, they, no, could move, I, they could build I, a park I, where Molyneux is. So it's why if you're going to take if you're going to take Wolves away from Molyneux, yeah, you take well it away. Take, you yeah. might as well take it to yeah. to a, a brownfield site, you know, where, yeah, where there's where nothing there. I, just, know, you, I know, but he's still close to the city centre then, isn't it? If it's West Park. No, you know what? My angle for all this redevelopment is, you know, when we watch nights like the the Liverpool game or the Man City or Manchester United and there's a raucous crowd and everybody's 
you know, and that is such a big influence on the team and must be a massive... Um, if you take it away, you're going you know, to lose that, aren't you? When, yeah. when you take that away, even temporarily, and, and then there's the fans' perspective of, you know, we've been to some big crowds and big grounds recently where we've been extremely critical of the the home atmosphere well, we went to Manchester United at the weekend you know it was, it was so just quiet so it, there's that worry about do we start attracting you know uh, a, a core base of fans that watch football differently that then takes away some of the is it better to have a 35,000 stadium where we fill the corners in and it's going to be packed to the rafters and everybody cheering or do we go to 50 and possibly Sometimes we only get 40 in there and there's 10,000 empty seats and the atmosphere is... You know, so that there's actually a balancing act on, on what the product we want, you know, and... and yeah. They've got to be very careful. I think they've got to be very careful. Yeah, because if you look at Spurs, and they've moved to this fantastic new stadium, yeah. but the fans, there's a lot of them that aren't happy because they're saying they can't create the atmosphere and it's... Even though it's designed to have, you know... Great atmosphere and all that. If you if, just yeah. pockets and noise and it's really really hard. If you go, go to you know all all the classic grounds, uh, you know West Ham or Highbury or or Main Road, you know they, these were really hostile type environments, and all those fans, you know, all the ones who were there from that time, would love to go back there and recreate that type of atmosphere because it's missing, you know, and um, uh, having those choruses sitting together and people start spreading around and then you've got new fans from all around the world who come because the Premiership is a global product. We've got global players, global managers, so you're going to get global fans as well. Mm -hmm. It's just a natural way it will progress. So trying to just keep that as long as we can uh, may may be one of the you know the reasons why this game. I think everyone is. pretty much wants Molyneux to pretty much stay where it is, doesn't they? And they want to keep the name because it's an iconic yeah. name. Yeah. Whether that you know they have the name naming rights responsible, they keep Molyneux in. But ultimately, Could we call the Trillion Trophy for, Stadium. We don't want. Yeah, to, we don't the want the Fosun Arena or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, Fosun want to be competing on a level. And that means they need to make more of the corporate, like you said earlier, and also increase the capacity. But it's how are they going to get to do that? I don't know. It's well, I mean, I mean, another theory is to rebuild the the South Bank first because you yeah. could get the um, the capacity or, up. Yeah, but by um, I don't know too much about the logistics, but make it all standing as well. Um, well, it is anyway. Safe state, yeah. But uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, Adding another, another tier because mm. they they the Liverpool uh, Liverpool is, is sort of didn't close team. their stadium when they built their main stand. That's right. They carried on building and had yeah. the bottom of it open. Yeah. So they would close it, build match day, get the bottom bit back to normal and stop working, and then go back in again. So it's the kind of thing where the Steve Ball is that old; it would need complete knocking down. You couldn't just have the you know. Well, I think I read at the time. Uh, because of the distance that it is from the pitch yeah, now, yeah. and because it's angled yeah. anyway, that they would uh, they would carry it. They would, they would build in front of it. Is that what yeah. they're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. But of course, you've got to start from scratch because yeah. you're building in front of it. You can't yeah. keep fans there because they wouldn't see the pitch. It seems like this. Um, Some games in the past that would have been this a riddle benefit. that somehow has got to be solved. Haven't they got university students looking at ideas as well? The university and yeah. they could that's do. what they ought to do. Get all all the young Wolves fans should. Send their ideas into Jeff Shee 
<laughs> I think they <laughs> will. They can choose. A I winner. think they'll get there eventually. It's kind of this ongoing saga, is it? The development oh, yeah, of Molyneux, yeah. even yeah. right back to the fifties with the development. It's yeah. still going, and I think we'll see that play out. But I think, like you're saying, most likely they're going to look at some quick fixes in there, low expense, yeah. build the capacity, try and improve the experience for the fans in. Yeah. You know the Steve Ball. Yeah, but but yeah, improve improve the match experience certainly for them because they those fans would appear to be the hardest done by you know at the moment for yeah. the reasons that we've we've discussed. But uh, ultimately, I think everybody would agree that the long term health of the club shouldn't be compromised mm. because that that's happened with disastrous consequences in the past and can't be allowed to, to happen again. I think as we've got you here, I think it would be a really good, quite insightful. What is transfer deadline like as a journalist absolute nightmare <laughs> and even more so or not just because of this but um, it's my wife's birthday January the 31st oh my goodness <laughs> so mate. every year um, it's, it's, it's been quite a, a tense fraught day for, 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 for many, many reasons, reasons yeah. uh, I famously remember uh, we actually had some friends come to stay with us um, and it was 2009, so Wolves were signing Christoph Berra. Oh, right, and yeah. It was like a really late one, um, the, the deal. And uh, we had actually people at, at our house, like guests at the house, and trying to work. And um, yeah, that, that, that one you, wasn't easy. Do you go down and base yourself down at Compton, or or, or, or do you work from no, home? I, or? I, well, I work from home anyway now, yeah. so I, I, I do. Yeah, I've got my you know, laptop and phone and just plonk myself. Uh, a sort of uh, an office at home, so uh, tend to base myself there. Unless, like this time, I had a press conference. Yeah. Well, it was Nuno's press conference, um, and he tends to always do a, a Friday anyway. So I kind of knew where I was, was going to be. Um, but yeah, that the, the Barrow one really that that uh, sticks in the memory. But generally, I mean, in the past, a lot of the transfer windows, the last day I've been. Um, uh, you know, going back to my time at Express and Star, I was generally always in the office, yeah. and then they, they do a kind of late, it's got a split shift, so some of you do an early shift and finish, and then the others take over, over after you that. work until, until 11 at night, 3 till 11 or something like that. Um, but I always I always feel quite, um, yeah, quite quite a bit stressed, because you, you never, like there's things that can happen, and, and but also... Um, you, you get a feeling that things can happen outside your control because you don't genuinely know what what is going on you know inside inside a club um, you try to speak to as many people as possible but uh, for obvious reasons you know people um, you know, have to keep their cards close to their chest yeah. so there's never a lot They're a bit of, guarded yeah there's never a lot of warning of, of things happening um, but I have to say wolves are are very good are very good and they'll try to tell you you know keep you in the loop as much as possible um, I think the, the, the media team especially are very are very hands on um, and, and very good really at, uh, at you know they can't always speak to you face to face not always over the phone but texting emailing and there's there's, there's uh, good good lines of communication there. because you always seem just generally aside from uh, deadline day you always seem to sort of have some in the know kind of contacts that sort of you get information from you often come out ahead of a lot of people um, with things sometimes yeah yeah. I think it's increasingly difficult I will say yeah. that now I think when Wolves were certainly in the, you know, in the championship um, it was it was easier to be first with stuff but now given the profile of the club and there's a lot the fact, more the interest. Fact that they're, 
probably for two reasons really. Now that they're signing players world worldwide, more people get to know about Catroni yeah. yeah. deal, for example. Like you've been filmed going to the Milan airport, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's no way you could and leaving the training ground. Avoid it, yeah, let alone. Mm. Um, so it's difficult to be first to everything now um, and, and what I say to people is well uh, you know I prefer to be accurate with something than, um, than, than first and you can't always be first uh, given the program you know there's a lot of good people out there with um, equally good contacts as me if, if not better you know operating at a very high level now and there's bigger organisations who are interested in the breaking news, aren't they? Yeah. It's a big yeah. phenomenon, isn't it? Deadline day now. It was probably back in the day. It was a local thing, wasn't put it? put something out, it's like people generally go, like when you say something, it's pretty much like you, you say something because you're 95% sure of what you, you, you're putting out there. It's not like some people put stuff out there mm. just to get, you know, and you pretty much, yeah. when you say something, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know you can't always be right with, with with everything, but you try to cover as many bases as you can, and 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 also, there are times where you have to leave yourself a bit of wiggle room. To be honest, yeah. you know you can't you can say well this is set up or they're interested in so and so. I mean, um, I generally on social media, I think I've I've been very well looked after. You know, fans have been very good to me. Um, I've never blocked anyone on Twitter, for example. You know, I've, if if I if there is a disagreement, I try to find some common ground with, yeah. with, with people or say why I've, I've said to me the, the one the one transfer that didn't come off which I always get stick about <laughs> is, is Robbie Keane yeah. and there was genuine interest um, in, in Robbie Keane and I know that um, you know there the have been conversations and coming uh, back to Wolves yeah, yeah. yeah to uh, help them get over the line in the championship that yeah. was what it was all about yeah. they'd just got in too late and he'd signed for um, the Indian Premier League team yeah. uh, and he couldn't get out of his contract so there was actually um, he would have come if that hadn't have happened do you reckon oh yeah yeah, I, I firmly believe that yeah. uh, and there are you know there's people around who would back me up on that as well but it would have been uh, nice just where he started his career just didn't, in it. yeah, yeah it, it just didn't happen um uh, and but you you learn from everything as well. Maybe you know because I was so sure. Maybe the language I used at the time, I can't remember even how I said it. Uh, I think I, I, I turned it kind of breaking. You know, news that Wolves were uh, certainly in for Robbie Keane, you know, set to sign. I can't remember if I did say that, but uh, you've got to be. You just got to be. So but careful. look at Lepetti when Wolves were going to. It was all set up. From to announce him on the day that they bought the club, when he and then yeah. he had that last minute call mm, yeah, from Spain, yeah, yeah. and he couldn't really turn that yeah. down. He would have been well, manager, wouldn't he? That's that's the other thing about about deadline day. You can be wrong so easily because um, Get. things. Well, it, it, even on deadline night, actually, uh, Renard Dadashoff, yeah. I was told he was he going was, to Birmingham. Going to, you know, the deal was done. Yeah. So I, I, I tweeted, mm. uh, he's gone, he's gone to Birmingham, yeah. and within minutes, minutes only changed. a few minutes yeah. as well. Uh, I then got another text saying, you know, it's, it's fallen through. Would that be, you know, someone like Dadashoff, he's new to this country and it's an opportunity for him to play football. Would yeah. that be, le- would it be led by a young player? Would it just be an agent thinking, oh, we're short of strikers here, you probably stick, you know, don't move yet? Or Well, it if- certainly looked, in, in this particular case, they tried and failed twice to get Bright and Bacardi. Yes, yeah. Um, Birmingham. And then they'd gone to Birmingham, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then Birmingham then came in for Dadashoff. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know 
completely, you know, the, the ins and outs. But it does look from the outside in as if Birmingham were that desperate for a striker that, okay, well, we're dealing with Wolves over Bright. Have you got anybody else? Yeah, anything else? And and like, I don't want to be second choice. Yeah, they couldn't have seen Why didn't Bright go then? What was the, the uh, money? Yeah, they, they, uh, he wasn't happy with the, the personal terms. He turned that down. Yeah, what were Coventry paying him then? <laughs> well, exactly. I, I, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're a bit cash strapped. Was he anyway. going, going on loan? Like, yeah, yeah. He's only on loan. In the summer anyway, to be honest, so he's, a, he's, he's, he's one of those. Yeah, he's one of them little starlets that never really happened. I'm not sure that Bright has always been very well advised to be honest you know if, if, if I was Bright at the age he is 21-22 he needs to be playing football of course yeah. he does now, you know he's been through half a season at Wigan where he hasn't kicked a ball since now he didn't, August did, did he? Uh, he was training with the kids there um, he needs to be playing football yeah. you know and it doesn't look like he's ever going to you know there's, a, there's, there's yeah. let's be honest they're young kids aren't they yeah, we've got young, young kids yeah. when we keep our young kids occupied they're okay yeah. and when they're not occupied they're sort of mischievous aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know when I was 21-22 <laughs> well, I, I made a lot of Bad you decisions, do, bad decisions you know. You know it doesn't, it's not the be all and end all. Didn't always conduct yeah. myself no. in the way I'd have wanted to. No, now, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you know. But that's just growing up in it, and exactly, maturing. It's, it's like you go through. No different, yeah. you know, and, But you hope at some stage that the, the penny drops. You know, he's a hugely talented. He is. Football. He's got so much ability because uh, he was the, the next big thing, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. A bit like Jordan Graham was at one yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think it's not just the players. I think Wolves have moved on from these, but you know, Wolves are now. You know, attracting you know top. You know, we're shopping at a different different shop now. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not. But what you, you know. do hope, I'm Jordan Graham. He's 24 yeah. and he's only played 40 odd league games. Know, now, what, why is that? You know, he's a that one season that he had for us. He was our moves. he was our standout player. He, he was injured. the one we well, looked. Yeah, he had about eight assists yeah. in a yeah. row. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. He? he was on fire. And yeah. I've seen him this season. Uh, do you think Jordan Graham's a little bit like a Traore type character? He just needs to find the right club, the right person, and he will come on. Um, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, uh, I'm, just but how, I'm just wondering how injuries affect some players, like Helder Costa, yeah, like yeah. Jordan Graham. Brilliant, get injured, not quite the same. Quite the same. The same. Do they? You know, don't go into challenges. Don't take. Don't yeah. commit themselves because you have to be 100 miles an hour yeah. on this game to to you know perform. And I think mentally, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, I think it really does. How, how injuries can yeah. affect people. Um, certainly for me, Costa didn't. When I've got a bad back, way. I don't go out for a run, do I? So no, you you know, there you well, go. you're not playing football at the moment <laughs> either because you don't. Uh, well, there ankle. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So t- deadline day for you then, pretty stressful. Glad it's over and done with. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Uh, yeah. You know, I know, I know. It's become a circus, hasn't it? You know, and, and become like kind of, you know, it has a theatre, prime, prime time viewing. Yeah, they have um, a, like Sky have and, a reporter and, outside of every yeah, little thing, and, and, I, and I do think that is very deliberate. You know, yeah. it, it's it's created in the Sky Age. Yeah, it's made for them, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, but for us, and they have that countdown, don't they, yeah. from thirty days and, out? And, and, and I think it. Um, I think it, it, it Wolves do try it, to get their business done before, though, don't they? They always try. And I think it's like everything. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, why can't they? Why can't they do it early?" But there's so many reasons. Like, you know, clubs want to to be covered, to be covered, to know that they've. Oh, if this player goes out, we've got him here. Oh, he's got to come from so and so. on It's like a domino so. effect. Yeah, one, it's like when you're moving so. out. It's yeah. like that chain, and it one goes through, the old yeah, thing goes at the same. It's, it's very much that, and then it's actually reaching agreement. You know, your three parties have got to be in agreement. And all happy. Such a difficult time a, of the season to get anybody in. Well, because clubs don't want to lose players, but also you don't want to lose players to your rivals. Of course, it's like you don't. A, there was. 
there was talk that, uh, for example, um, when Tom Heaton got injured at Villa, yeah. uh, there was talk that they wanted to go to Burnley again and get Joe Hart. Yeah. Well, you've looked at their respective positions in the yes. league. Yeah. There's no way Burnley are going to help Villa. No, of course no. Joe Hart could keep Villa up and Burnley could go down. That's you know? right, yeah. yeah so, so there's things like that. I well. have got one little question on Bennett. Yeah. Is he, because he's on loan, does that mean he can't play against Wolves? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a Premier League rule. I think you can't face your parent club. Right. Uh, so, no, we won't expect to see him uh, a week on Friday. Clearing one off the line. Or scoring a last minute header. Yeah. yeah. But no. I, I think, I mean, I know some supporters I've read on social media think it's um, dubious about the, the deal. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it, he's given Wolves fantastic skills. He has, he's been, and he's I such like a gentleman him. as well. You know, he's those very, players... Very solid, do, you know, do, do you know? But for fighting, you know, he's 29, nearly 30. Those Get five million for him in yeah, the summer. I, I think you know those players do. like like Bennett and like in the, in the past, Carl Henry or a Stephen Ward, where you've spent nothing or a hundred yeah. grand and they've returned, what they return yeah. back for that value yeah. is... Amazing. Yeah. A free transfer. Yeah. A free transfer. A free transfer. We've five million for him, yeah. and we've got all that to service. Yeah. And the other thing is, is, I can vouch for Ryan Bennett. He's a top, top pro and a proper gentleman. He got in touch because he heard my dad was a fan. In mm. in touch with me via social media, mm-hmm. and said, "Let me send your dad a shirt." Yeah. And he signed it, sent it across from my dad. We did a little thing for him and got it framed. It made his day. Oh, he didn't really. have to do that. No. No, you know, and um, that's the type of character he is, and we do wish him all the best, even though my dad's still probably crying about it, but oh. there you go. <laughs> but fantastic. Super, thank you very much. So to all our squad members listening wherever you are in the world, we really hope that you've enjoyed this particular episode. In fact, why don't you leave a comment and let us know where you were listening, and maybe even do us a nice little rating at the same time. Thanks again to our special guest, Tim Nash. You can find him on Twitter on Tim Nash underscore one and also please go and check out his fantastic Wolves blog The Wolves Bite. Also please find Manny on his socials which is Pedalsing on both Twitter and Instagram. Wolves Girl you can find on Wolves Girl 1877 on Twitter. Always Wolves you can find on alwayswolves.com or alwayswolves.co.uk and also on Twitter at underscore alwayswolves. And you can find myself on Twitter, Instagram, and of course my YouTube channel. Just search for Battling Dave. So until the next one, wherever you are in the world, we're all always wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.